You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Scottish Football Show Extra right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McTight, delighted to be your host as always. It's a Pollock special this week. We are going back and through every club in the league and we are at the turn of Pollock. We are joined by Pollock's manager, Murdo McKinnon. Murdo, it's a pleasure to welcome you on to the show. Thanks very much for joining me. Thanks for having us. Brilliant, delighted to have you on. And as a late substitute, we are joined by Christoph. Chris, it's a pleasure to welcome you on to the show. Thanks very much for coming on at such short notice. Story of my season. <laughs> Cheers. No worries. How are you? How are you been, Murdo? What's the how are you just kind of been at the start of the season? We'll get into kind of the season in more detail, but so far, 12 games, 32 points. You must be relatively happy with second place so far. Hi, the boys are motoring along nicely. Um going well. We've been on a, a decent wee run um of late and then you know we're, we're, we're kind of winning winning games and stuff like that. So I'm relatively happy how things are going. Um, a couple of bumps along the way, but um, overall, I'm relatively happy. And hopefully, we'll get more wins on the horizon. You know, yeah, definitely. Chris, how have you found them back at the been back at football after I kind of lay off? Obviously, last season, Paul never took part, and it was obviously a yeah. hectic season. How are you feeling just been back at football and having the fans back? Oh, it's brilliant. really enjoyable just getting back. Can I out there? It's- I had that kind of long layoff. Do you know? I thought of going back. It was, it was, well, I should have. But the deciding to go back into it was, I was thinking to myself, thank God I've done that. Best thing ever. Just to get back there, back with the boys, training. Yeah. You see, getting the fans back into the, the grounds, it, it helps massively. Yeah, definitely. It's been it's been great to have the fans back and great, obviously, to get yep. the football back in full flow. But we'll we'll start off by talking about the Scottish Cup that took place over the weekend. Auchinleck, Clyde Bank, Darvo have all progressed into the second round. Obviously, Auchinleck beat Irvin Meadow 3-1. Our very own Shankers were a goal that's been talked about all over sports scene. It's been all over the BBC, if you've seen it. Murdo, what was your kind of result of the round? Obviously, Cumnock obviously got a replay as well. Glasgow University lost to Broomhill. What was your kind of your thoughts on the West teams in the Scottish Cup last weekend? Um, obviously, Cumnock getting a good result uh, for them and teams. I've got the, the replay to come. Um, so, um, then getting that that result was was great. The big game, obviously, Talbot and Meda. been involved in many of the games myself over the, over the past. So, I know how feisty they can be and, um, and Meda obviously being up in the game so late on in the game. But, Talbot do what Talbot do, don't they? They they, they come back in the man Shankland that you mentioned there. Shankland has always got a always got a goal and a bit of quality about him. Um, so um, uh, uh, it's no surprise, um, uh, to be honest with you. And obviously, Clyde Bank went through the yeah, big day. It was quite a bit of a celebration for them. Yeah. So um, they did that convincingly. So yeah, good for the, the kind of West teams that went through. Um, unfortunately, Elvin Meadow having to lose out. There are two West teams playing each other. Yeah. And Darvo, obviously, um, going through as well. Um, so it's good for the good for the league. Good for yeah, the league. I agree with that. Chris, what was your thoughts on the Scottish Cup? Any results catch your eye? Obviously, the Talbot Meda game was a, for me the big one. Keep an eye on. So that that, that was one that caught my eye. And it's just just really what Murdy says: the Clyde Bank winning seven 0 and Darvo going up north and winning two one. 
it was uh, a good day all round, wasn't it, for the West? We'll look a bit about the, the teams who they'll play in the second round. Auchinleck will face a trip to Preston Athletic. Clydebank will be at home to Elgin. Darville will be away to Stranraer. And if Cumnock were to, were to see off for Martin on the replay on Saturday, they play four for at home. Murdo, who do you think's got a, a relatively good draw out of that? Um, obviously, Clydebank, Preston, um, Athletic. Yeah, I think Clydebank will be... They were happy with that draw. The other clubs getting those those senior ties. Um, really difficult games. Um, when you when you look at those, obviously Darvel going to Stranraer. Um, that'll be a tough game. Obviously, a couple of extra Stranraer players on the Darvel side, so it'll be quite quite an exciting tie. I would I would imagine. I'm sure uh, McNeil boys will be really looking forward to that. And and obviously Elgin. Um, sorry, Elgin are coming to Clydebank, aren't they? So yeah, Elgin, Clydebank, Preston, uh, we'll so, play Auckland Lake. Play Auckland Lake, so Auckland Lake obviously getting a, a decent tie there. So Elgin coming to, I think they're coming to home part, aren't they? Elgin. Yes, they are. Yeah, it's a home tie for well, Clydebank. Should be a big turnout for that, and it would be um, that'll be a, that'll be a, a tough tie as well. And obviously, Clyde and and Cumnock, I think they'll be their, their thoughts will be getting on on Saturday and, and getting through that replay and um, before yeah. we start to look at for coming, you know. So, um, so it's um, yeah. What a good ties there. Yeah, definitely. See, just before we're going to talk to Chris about it, was uh, see when you see like Salkin Lake, Clyde Bank, Darvel, kind of going into the <coughs> Scottish Cup, is that a place where Paul will want to be in the future? Yeah, is it or kind of been talked about that that's the kind of next step? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We want to play at the highest level we can, you know. So, uh, whether that's been getting promoted through the pyramid or whether it's going into the senior Scottish Cup, um, I certainly want to do that as a manager. I know the boys want to do that. Um, so it's something that we'll, we'll look forward to in the future, I'm sure. Um, obviously, plans are underway and things are ongoing at the club to make that happen. So um, we'll, we'll let the, the people do their jobs, and uh, which they do well, and we'll, and hopefully we'll, we'll get an opportunity in the near future. Yeah, definitely. Cass, what about the, the draw for you for the Scottish Cup? Is there any ties you that catch your eye? Darrell to Shunrah, Clydebank home to Elgin, Talbot away to Preston Athletic and Cumnock potentially playing El, Elgin at home? Um, Oh, Cumnock at home, Elgin. Elgin. Cumnock at home to four for sorry. Well, I, it's the, I get the, the three seniors kind of draws there, and they they kind of stand out. I, I can imagine if you're playing for Clydebank, Darvels, that waking up that morning, going in against one of them was for me they stick out. The senior kind of ties, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. But we'll move into talking about about the the start of the season. Pollock have made. We'll just run through as as we say, second in the league so far. 32 points from 12 games, 10 wins, 2 draws, 2 defeats. Murdo, if you'd said at the start of the season you'd be sitting second in the league with 10 wins, 2 draws and 2 defeats, you, would you have took it? That's a hard question. It's a hard <laughs> question. In hindsight, when I, when, I, when I look back at the games, the, the points that were dropped and stuff like that, there's an element of frustration there. And I know the boys share the kind of frustration there as well. Um, I can't be too hard on them, obviously, because we're coming out of kind of a period that um, we've been at the game for, you know, a, a good while uh, and the boys getting up to speed and stuff. But they, listen, I've got a great, I've got a great bunch of lads. They're, they're tremendous, Chris included. And um, they come back, they work ever so hard uh, to get back. And like I said earlier, after a couple of bumps in the road, you have highlighted the defeat to Bonneton, yeah. uh, defeat to Cumnock as well. Um, we've drawn with Largs and we've drawn uh, with Hurlford. And, and when I look in reflection, I look at all that, um, you know, we missed chances, and obviously, I'm not just highlighting strikers here, but we missed a lot of chances in those games, particularly the two defeats that perhaps we, we should have came away, you know, just be something that the game probably won in the game. 
And um, obviously the draws, uh, the lags result, it was kind of 94th minute penalty, which which was the penalty at the end of the day. But it was, listen, again, that's another game that probably should have been out of sight and probably the penalty didn't matter um, at the time. So we're on, we're on downfall a wee bit there. Um, but overall, listen, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with what I'm seeing with the lads just now. They're, they're pushing hard. They're working hard to try and make improvements. So I, I've got to be, I've got to be relatively happy, Scott. But would I accepted it before we kicked the ball? I don't know. That's <laughs> what's been your thoughts in the start of the season. It's it makes for good reading, obviously sitting second yeah. in the league. But what's been yeah. kind of your thoughts and the team's thoughts and the the performance so far? I don't you ask for much more. As as the gaffer said, you look back, maybe the you look at the league table now. Bonton have only got one one victory so far. And, you look back saying, no disrespect to Bonte, we, we should really be going and winning that game comfortably. And on the night, I, th- I thought Bonte played really well. I, I really did. Um, other than that, for the, for the season, I, f- I think we've been great. I really do. This We've got this kind of system formation we've stuck by and we look strong and rigid. And it's, it's, you, you couldn't ask for better for me. Ten wins, two draws, two defeats. It's a great start. And the last kind of month there, the kind of the big games against Darvo, Clyde Bank, who winning questions were asked, and we've, we've come up trumps and all three of them. So it's a big kind of statement for me. Yeah, Murdo, see that obviously you, you talk about that result against Bonnet, and I think it, it did shock a lot of people. Obviously, it was a three-one away defeat. That was the second game of the season, though. Do you think that result and the that early in the season compared to maybe now, where obviously no disrespect to Bonnet, but they haven't. That's been their only win of the season. Do you think that is different at the start of the season than maybe halfway in when Bonn and Arm are really struggling for form? Or was it what was kind of the what was kind of your thoughts after that performance? Was it just a case of Bonn and were the better team in the day, or were you maybe look struggling for sharpness or things like that? Like, what was your kind of overall thoughts in that particular game? Coming back, kind of reflection, you know, you know, you need to look at yourself as well. You know, it's easy, it's easy for me to criticize the players and um, for it, but you need to look at yourself and what you did myself and the element of responsibility or the responsibility for the, for the result lies with me ultimately um, but thinking back and some of the changes that I made in the team and the big squad at that point and my, I think my thought process was that it wasn't about kind of rotating them or doing anything like that but when you've got so many good players I should be able to put a team out in the park and go and, and get a result there, you know, and keeping people fresh, and you know, because they're at that point where you're Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, and it was, you know, it can take its toll. So, but ultimately, it didn't work. It didn't work out. So I've got to take a bit of responsibility there myself. As Chris said, you know, no being it's important not to be disrespectful to to Bonneton because they turned up on the night. You know, they they turned up and they and their boys performed well and they worked really really hard. And saying that during the game, you know, when you we miss key chances, we miss one and ones with a goal, at nil nil, one nil, and one all. So there's a frustration there, of missing chances again. Um, you know, which in goals change games, um, and there's a couple of individual errors for for their goals kind of late, later on in the game, and that kind of kills kill it off. So it wasn't a good day at the office, that, that that's for sure. But um, it's Christmas, make sure that one that, that one victory that I've had my even my wife's not letting me forget that. You know what I mean? Through the season and. Uh, it's one, but I, I'm sure. Listen, I'm, I'm sure Bonneton will pick up further points as they go yeah. through the season. They've had a sticky patch up until now. They've got good energy. They've got good people there in the background, and Alan Robertson and stuff like that, who or, organise them extremely well. We put a lot into it. So, no, I wish them well. And like I say, um, if that defeat was to happen next week, I wouldn't be happy. Do you know? Yeah. But it's yeah. um, 
it's one of these things and it put them experience we need to move on yeah definitely Chris he's obviously bounced back really well for that bonnet result with five yep. wins for your next six games gone after Rutherglen a 5-1 yep. result against Bees Rossville 6-1 and then a 5-1-1 over Cumbernauld yep. what changed how did the what was the kind of difference obviously a lot more goals been scored what was the kind of difference for that that kind of was that a kind of turning point in the bonnet game to go on a uh, kind of great run yeah I think so I, I don't know maybe Mindsets, I don't know, getting into this game against Bonington, some of the players maybe, it's a new team, did we think we should just, just arrive there and kind of win? And that was maybe we put up the backside we needed. I know it was early on in the season, just to say like, every team in this league can beat you, it's, it's such a competitive league, isn't it? So it was, um, as the gaffer said, I think it was just such early on in the season, we just maybe caught cold a wee bit. As they said, but if we played them now, you surely shouldn't be getting beat three one. So I just a momentum swing, and it just as you say, we scored goals there for fun in the next few games. So it was um, definitely a turning point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Murdo, what did you find the kind of big difference was in that that run? Obviously, results that result be the result sticks out five one. Obviously, they've been they've been really good as well so far this season. Was it good to get the gets goals coming in now, like as opposed to? Maybe the first two games where you the maybe the Bonneton game where you, as you say you missed a lot of one on ones. Is it good to get that the goal scoring bits back? Yeah, yeah, it's always good to score goals in the games. Obviously, um, you know, like I say, I've got a, I've got a smashing bunch of players in there, and you know, the the change in the, the the personnel, I changed the formation that night done at Bonneton and stuff like that. So I've been kind of probably lesson learned a wee bit. Um, and we've been we've been quite consistent in in, in our approach and, and what we've been doing. We've had some injuries, but you know, everybody's had injuries. I'm yet to meet a manager who at our level who hasn't had injury problems within their squads, you know, but you just need to go on it, you know. And when you've got good players like Chris in your team who can go and they can create things and, and score goals, you know. Um, you know, I, I I'm I'm kind of blessed in my squad with players that can do that. Do you know what I mean? I've got a lot of really top players in the squad. We work really, really hard, and you know they're, they're always a threat. They're always, they're always a threat. But I agree with Chris there to a certain extent. Even you know, think, you know, reflecting back myself, but obviously I think the players really kind of reflected back on on what had happened that that night, and um, you know, and, and you know, really, really picked, really picked them up, picked ourselves up, and and got and got got us going. You know, um, but like you say, you know, getting beating bees five one. That's no, you know, mean feet. You know, bees are a good side. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're a good side with good players yeah. and they were picking up results at that point as well, going Aftons and stuff like that. So, you know, Chris has mentioned that, it, in my opinion, the league's so, so strong. Everybody can beat everybody within the league, you know. If you don't turn up and you're not at it, you're in trouble, you know. Um, so, I, you know, I, I was pleased with the reaction more than anything, you know, and, and I noticed a wee difference in kind of mentality. The previous years about the group, not about individuals, about the group, you know, which has been which has been great, it's been refreshing, and we've got some young players in the group as well, Scott. You know, a couple yeah. of younger lads, nineteen and twenty, and and I don't know, you know, that that sometimes makes a wee difference as well because um, they don't have any fear, don't they? No, they don't have any fear about their football and about the game and stuff like that. Sometimes that can spread across the group to the older, more experienced players as well, you know. So it's not, it's been great. They've been they've been great since then. So I can't complain. Fingers crossed, we continue. <laughs> Chris, see, obviously the the start of the season it was Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. How did you find that after such a long layoff? I loved it. I've, I've always loved always <laughs> players that you prefer to play a Wednesday, when you Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, nature. <laughs> I've always loved it. Just 
as many games as possible is for me anyway. I know that there's some players that kind of the morning growing or they're stiff and they're tight, but personally, my point of view of Wednesday, Saturdays, is a dream. I love it. I love playing the midweek football. Yeah. Murdo, that Horrorford game that I, w- I watched, is, I kind of covered that game for the channel. I really thought, at times, I thought Horrorford were probably the better team in the first half. Second half, I think Paul would get more into it. Was that a disappointing game that finished now? No, because it looked as if both teams had plenty of chances. Aye, aye it, it was. You know, I mean, Horrorford played their strengths, obviously. That's a tough place to go. Yeah. And Darren's always got a, a well-organised you know, team, really well organised and well drilled and that, you know, so you know it's going to be a tough game. I thought there was a couple of key chances in the game. I think we had two really great chances with two headers um, that we didn't take. Um, it's probably one of the performances that, that you know, it wasn't as flattering as, um, as normal. I didn't think we were as fluent as normal down there. Um, but again, that's credit to Hurlford as well because it's, you know, how, how competitive they are, you know. Um, but listen, I've played, like I said to the lads after that game, you know, I've been doing it with part and I've played much, much better and came away with, came away with no points. You know, getting beat one nil or something like that. So, um, no, they're, they're, a, they're a tough nut to crack Hurlford. And, you know, they'll, again, they'll, they'll, be a, they'll be a threat this season to so many teams, you know. So, um, no, it, it, ultimately, the bottom line of the game, is, as I say, the senior there, Scott, and it was... Um, I didn't think it was the best game in the world. Do you know what I mean? Um, either side, you know. Um, but when you get a couple of chances, like the chances that we had, you know, they, they can be the difference. You know, just taking it and getting the three points in, in, a, in a game that you're not playing particularly well in and getting getting up the road. But listen, again, in reflection, you look back on the game, you know, a draw is probably a fair result and a point is probably a fair result for it, you know. Um, as I say, you know, we need to try and, when these chances come, you know, we try and take them, but I'm sure Darren at the other side they'll be saying the same thing, you know. Yeah, definitely. Chris, how have you found the, the standard of the league this season? Obviously, there's 20 teams in it, there's a lot more games. How have you kind of found the standard so far in the games you've played? For just the, the usual for me in the West, it's, I think it's top standard. Every every team you play against, as I say, you look at the league table on that night against Bonington, I, I really thought they had some really good players cause the problems at times and I thought to myself they'll pick up some points along the way I know they're not so far but and then again they look at other teams who are maybe lingering down the bottom you come up against some of them and again they've got some right good players there and it's just it's, it's a usual standard for me it's, it's good very 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 good Yeah Murdo how have you found the difference in the league obviously you've kind of come through the, the when it was kind of 12 teams 16 teams How's it been with obviously the more teams getting added to the league? Do you feel the standard has improved? I, I standard wise, it's improved. The number of games is incredible. You know, um, it's like it's, it's thinking. I think Saturday was our fourteenth league game. No, and um, yeah, that's nearly a season. Do you know? <laughs> Do you know? I remember it was twenty and twenty-two games. It's, you know, right. you're coming towards the end of the season. Right. Um, they are so. I had a number of games. I think the league's certainly it's become, I think, more professional. I think the standard of the teams within it, I think the standard of the facilities credit to all the teams that are going out to try and improve their infrastructure and the facilities for not only their players, their environment for their players and stuff like that, but their supporters and the people who come to watch the game at our level. So I'm sure that's attracting more people when you look at the crowds for the games, um, maybe the weekend, ourselves in co-winning, Clyde Bank, Scottish Cup tie, 
you know, things like that. So big, big crowds being drawn um, to these games. Um, but, you know, on the flip side, from a manager's perspective, it's a bit of a nightmare, I know, though, you know, the number of games, because we mentioned earlier on this to Chris, you know, Chris loves the Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Um, from my point of view, it becomes difficult in terms of preparation. Your Monday training becomes recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, it's limited in what you're doing there. If you do need to make changes, if things have went wrong, then it's very difficult to try and, um, you know, uh, make those changes. Particularly if you're going for, for, a, for a Wednesday game, it's no went well into a Saturday game. Mm-hmm. You know, you've not got any time with the players and stuff like that. So it, it, there's a lot of change. There's a lot we've had to adapt to. Um, and, and I say I'm not being critical. It's just it's a lot we've had to had to really adapt to, and the players have had to adapt to. But I've got to be honest with you, like I said, it starts. It's been brilliant. It's been brilliant to be back. It's been brilliant back in with my, my squad of players and and back into the games and back in New Orleans with the crowds and all that. It's been tremendous. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'd agree with that. Chris, the one 0 defeat to Cumnock and then the one one draw with Lags was that just a kind of dip in form, or was there you know other things to take away for those two games? I just think we're not going to go through the full season like any club and just keep winning, winning, winning. So it was just a wee, a wee dip in form. The game against Cumnock it was a snatch and grab for me. Cumnock again, we 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 created a lot of chances, missed some clear cut chances, and then same with Lags. Again, they, they scored a penalty in the 94th minute. Created plenty of chances. Should have scored two or three. But again, we all know what happens in football. You don't take any chances and it's like a sucker punch. So it was, uh, for me, it was a wee, a wee dip in form for a few days. But we're, we're kind of we're coming back to life again, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. Mordo, what was your thoughts on those two games? Um, I like, like I said, you know, it, it's it's kind of been been one of my themes, you know, with the players about, about taking chances, killing games off. Um, the, the, you know, the games there, the the coming game, you know, we made really good chances, particularly in the first half, where there were probably two or three. Um, I mean, the, the goalies made a great save for Sean Fraser on the line. I don't know how he saved it, to be totally honest with you, but it's one of those games where you get chance after chance, and you just get that feeling, Scott. You know, it's, you're going to root, you know, missing yeah. these chances and. And we get it was a bit of a sucker punch. We gave away a, a kind of weak goal, um, which was ne, which wasn't great. But um, for that, and, and again went to the last game at, at New Orleans. Field, Chris is bang on the money there. We, we had a number of chances to go and, and kind of put the game um, out of sight. And, and these things can happen. I'm saying it, it wasn't a penalty. It wasn't a penalty, but the bottom line is, a, it's one of the ones questionnaire really mattered. You know, um, we'd have been disappointed to lose the goal, obviously, but it really shouldn't have mattered to the result. Uh, and ultimately, it's a lesson learned again. You know, um, about maybe killing game, killing games off. But these teams are highly competitive. Listen, yeah. coming up, lags, highly competitive teams, good sides. You know, um, good management teams, well organised, all that. So it's no game's going to be easy. You know, and that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Four wins in a row after that, including very good wins against Darvel, Clyde Bank, and obviously we'll touch on the gate, the the game at the weekend against the Buffs in a few minutes, but. Chris, the result against Darwin, then going to Clyde Bank and picking up a massive result, that must have been a real, really good boost for the confidence of the dressing room. Aye, uh, you could you could feel it just just to kind of build up to the Darwin game and the changing rooms, just the togetherness and the week leading up to Darwin and then obviously getting the victory. You just feel the buzz about the training and getting to Clyde Bank, beating Clyde Banks. You could just it just helped morale and just everything kind of boosted and it's just you can just feel it around the place. Do you know that way when you win the kind of big games? So it was um I was certainly 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 very good, yep. 
What was your thoughts in the games, Murdo? Obviously, Darville, we, we know obviously what Darville and Clyde Bank's ambition is. Like, was it good to get their results on the board, especially going to Clyde Bank, a massive result away from home? Aye, aye. Listen, Darville, Clyde Bank, co-winning um, Saturday, all top sides, you know, good players um, about them, you know, well set up again, well drilled, as, as, as you say. So, you know, the games are not going to be easy. So, you know, um, other other clubs will be sitting back when those games are taking place and hoping they kind of cut each other up and somebody's got to drop points, you know, that 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 kind of thing. But, you know, it, it's credit to my group of players who yeah. have come through those three games, you know, against tough, tough opposition um, and being top class, to be honest, with their performances uh, within them were great. In the Davo game, the boys were outstanding, absolutely outstanding because um, I scored a couple more. And Darvel were a good side, I mean, all, really good side, um, and we had to uh, be on more game, you know. And Clyde Bank as well, know they get the man sent off, but uh, you know, I think Chris will probably agree is you know, in that game, I kind of I felt the same off kind of hindered us a wee bit mm-hmm. rather, than, rather than helped us, you know, because we, you know, I thought we were well on top, and, and then um, we kind of started, we stopped kind of playing a wee bit against 10 minutes, it can become difficult, you know. Um, but we see the game out and we get the game, get the game won. And kind of comfortably, and then on Saturday again, it's just kind of momentum, isn't it? It's just mm-hmm. kind of one after winning. As I say, the boys are getting confidence with that, um, and it's the big games, the big games that guys like Chris and, and the other boys in the squad want to play. That's why they're at Port. They want to play in these big games, big crowds, you know. Um, so, no, they've done remarkably well. They've done brilliantly, and I'm, I'm delighted. You know, really proud of them. I'm brilliant. Chris, obviously, on Saturday the late winner you scored. How yeah. big a feeling was that to score that late winner? Ah. Uh, Amazing, but I'll, that that's that's my first competitive goal in eighteen months. I think Aye. it's around about eighteen months. Obviously, we had the layoff, but yeah. it was the Scottish Cup against Nielsen, so that was a good eighteen months ago. So I have a, a struggle with an injury to start the season, mm-hmm. so I have been working really hard to try and get myself back up to match sharpness. I've played with the twenties for an, a, a game, gone runs, just working hard. So to score that on Saturday. A couple of minutes to go coming on that oh, it was incredible honestly brilliant just just reminds you how much you love football again I tell you yeah definitely Murdo who's been some of the kind of key players to, to get back obviously Chris has played his part there's a, a lot of players is there any kind of particular standouts, standouts to you so far this season obviously Chris coming back and getting getting Chris fit again he's been a, a massive boost for us you know I mean he's, he gets his goal started and that's his reward for all his hard work you know because he was flying in pre-season and getting injured it's kind of set back you know, uh, a top player, but we've got a lot of good players. And let's say I mentioned the kind of younger lads in my team and Matty Grant and Johnny Lyon have been a breath of fresh air. They've been excellent, you know, and, and big David Brownlee coming into the squad. Um, you know, St. Anthony Lothgo Rose, he's been excellent since he's come. But the usual guys that are there, you know, your Jordan Longmuir's, um, Mark Sidesurfs, you know, um, I mentioned Josh Lumsden as well, another goalkeeper who's played some of the games as well. Josh is a really good goalkeeper as well. So, you know, we've we've had a lot of good, a lot of good performances. I'd have to say Sean Fraser's, and you know, but you were a with good players. You know, I'm fortunate. I'm very, very fortunate um, with, with with the squad of players that I have. Yeah. You know, um, and we're able to go and own these runs, missing Paul Gallagher for a long time, missing Gary McCann. You know, we we, we you know lengthy injuries. Yeah. You know, like missing guys like this. You know, out, out the squad losing job and Shelby unfortunately to work and. You know, so um, aye, there's been some blows there, but it's credit to the boys that are there and credit to the quality of the squad as well that we're able to go and still compete and get these results and, and keep winning games, you know. But um, 
you know, the, the three games that you mentioned, getting getting the goal, Josh Weir's goal against Darvo yeah. and Clint Bank, tremendous. And and Chris's goal Saturday, the place erupted, it was tremendous. It was it was brilliant. It's what football's all about, isn't it? You know what I mean? Scoring scoring that 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 time, you know what I mean, in the game. So in a, in a really evenly matched game as well, you know what I mean? It's kind of uh, two good teams going at each other and no much in the game, to be totally honest with you, you know, and getting getting the win is um is great. It's what, it's what the game's all about, you know. It's Christy's celebration or all. I, I didn't know what to do. I was. I, 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 I've watched that a couple of times. I was going to my papas. <laughs> it, was brilliant, it was brilliant, but you know what I mean? It's good. It's good to see. And it's good to hear their own back at Newlands yeah. team on as well. You know, the crowd goals getting scored late. You know what I mean? And it's like it was, you know, before the, the pandemic and all that. So, no, brilliant. It was brilliant. You know, I mean, the last um, Saturday was great. It was a great, great, um, great game. You know what I mean? Great result for us as well. Yeah, definitely. That concludes our, our start look at Paul's start of the season. We'll touch about in both of your careers. Obviously, we'll we'll start with Chris. You, where did you kind of start your career? When did you first kind of get noticed that you could potentially play football? Uh, seven seven year old. I was. I'm from Mount Acampsy, so my dad kind of got us into the kind of boys club team at seven. I was there for a few years, uh, and I went to Clyde's youth development. Right. For a, for a few years. And then from 11 to 13, into Rangers. And then after Rangers, it was to Gretna. And then obviously, what happened to Gretna? I eventually went and just played boys club football after that, 16 to 19. It was it Clancy Blackwatch to maybe 20? Maybe even 21. And then I kind of had a job in Edinburgh. And I was, I was kind of missing training, couldn't really make it. So I was, I kind of left and just kind of. Didn't play football for only for a few weeks, and uh, I went to my brother's amateur team, Camps of Minerva. Right. Uh, then really enjoyed that. Was there for how long was I there for? Eighteen months. I was there for toughing toughing me up. Let's say that playing amateur football. I tell you, and uh, I went to the Rob Roy after that for four or five years, and then Rob Roy to Queens Park to Campbell's Lang and then to Pollock. Mm-hmm. See Queens Park. Who was your manager at Queens Park? Gus. Was Mark Roberts there as well? No, no, no. When he was there, what was the, what was your memories like at Queens Park? Obviously, big club with big history. Gus McPherson, a good character as well. What's your kind of memories of your time at Queens Park? Oh, I was brilliant. Loved it. Get, it. It reels you in with the, getting the opportunity to play at Hamden. That's that's the yeah. big kind of real into the just just experiencing it. The, the, the training Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday with Gus getting put through your paces. Oh my! I'll tell you, I'll, I'll never forget that. I'll tell you. You must then, have a good story, a Gus McPherson story. Come on, Gaze one. I know, nah, I don't <laughs> get any. <laughs> and just, just being in there, playing at Hampton on that surface, and then we're, we're in there at the Betfred Cup, mm-hmm. and on BT Sport against Motherwell in the first kind of cup game of the season, and I was on the bench and I came on the 55th minute, and experiencing that, getting on, on BT Sport, and your family are watching it, and Playing against Motherwell, don't get me wrong. I don't know, don't even know if they touch the ball, but just that feeling and experience—it's something I'll never ever forget. Never. And then obviously you go to Canberra's Lang, and then you have a short spell at Rossville before Pollock. What was it? What was your kind of time like at Canberra's Lang, then Rossville, and how did you eventually sign for Pollock? It was again great. I I was way by David Green at Queens Park, and he'd left and went to Canberra's Lang, so he kind of got me in there for again a, a season and a half. Went. Got promoted into the Premier Division again. I, I was promoted with the Rob Roy, so that feeling of getting this yeah. club 
but they thought the Premier League is it was brilliant, great, and then just we kind of whatever happened happened. We had to kind of leave, and I went to Rossville, and again Gary and Gordon, who are at Clyde Bank now, my kind of good friends. I was kind of friends with them at the Rob Roy, so I kind of went in there for the kind of second half of the season, and again loved it. Again with my friends, so really enjoyed that. Got the club promoted, great feeling getting promoted. And then obviously signed for the, the gaffer at Pollock. And how, when did you first can I get the word there? Going to Pollock, how did it come about? It was just just before I went to Rossville. Um, I kind of spoke to Murdy, but I kind of had an agreement with kind of Gary Moff was going to kind of go and help them just, just to the end of the season. It was in Rossville played in Bishop Briggs, which is only 10 15 minutes right. from my house. So it was kind of ideal when I kind of had an agreement with Murdy. I would go there and just play the end of the season and then come into Port the start of two years ago it was and get going for there. Brilliant. Murdy, we'll touch a bit in your playing career, obviously. What was your kind of favourite memories of your playing career? There must be a couple that stuck out to you. Um, oh, listen, a lot of good memories, as I say. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't as glittering as Chris's career, that's for sure. You know, um, but no, you know, playing playing younger, younger levels, you know, in the boys' clubs and all that stuff was brilliant. Great memories back then. I remember playing in Glasgow Green when it was when it was Red Ash and all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, remember doing all that? I don't know if Chris will remember, but Red Ash. Red Ash. I played concrete. So uh, playing the Ash and all that was, it was great. And playing playing the Twenty Ones and that was good. But I mean, my first spell in the juniors, I was I was eighteen. Um, Actually, I'll tell you, I was 16. We um, played at St Rocks for a wee while when I was 16. Believe it or not, Peter Taggart and that, and um, met some characters there, Andy Heafy and all that, tremendous. So it was, and, um, but you know, young kid, you know, you're no, no getting much out of and that. And then going back out to the, the boys' clubs and that, and then going to Shelton, and that's where I actually met Budgie. So I think the first time I played at Shelton, I think it was only 18. Budgie was probably prob- Budgie was probably about forty at that time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding, he's coming to the end. He's, he was in the, the kind of last stage of his career anyway there, but still at that point, top player, you know, really, really top defender, fit, you know, and competitive, and read the game brilliant. And guys in there like Charlie Spears and all that, Jamsy McNeil, you know, real top players, Peter Lamont, Peter Johnsons. Um, learning for the guys was tremendous, you know, it was absolutely brilliant, but. You know, I enjoyed my I, I, one one period of my football career. I did enjoy was uh, my uh, spell at under twenty ones. Played with Knightswood. You know, Chris mentioned Captain Blackwatcher. Played with Knightswood, and you know, a very very successful team there. We won the Scottish Cup and all that. Hamden. It was you know a lot of good players coming out of that team. Um, I wouldn't include myself in this in, in that, um, but be you know guys like uh, David Tumble who went on to play with Mary Hall and Pollock and. Bells Hall, um, Wally McKellar, Derek Simpson, all played at Mary Hill and stuff like that. James McKellen, McClellan, who played at um, Peter's Hill, um, stuff like that. So, uh, a really, really, really strong squad there. But again, going to Glencairn and Ben Bird and stuff like that, and the kind of relationship I had playing under John Conlon and Stevie Rankin and Wally Patterson and that stuff, and obviously forging kind of relationship there to move into my coaching career and management career with, with Stevie Latterley was. You know, meeting a lot of people, connecting with a lot of people. It, it was great. And, I, I, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed my football career. You know, yeah. um, it was good. I enjoyed playing in the juniors. I enjoyed the trips. I enjoyed the banter with the boys. Some of the stories I could tell you, honestly, some of the things that happened was unreal, man. Absolutely unreal. So it was. Um, people were in belief off the things, man. Um, guys like Paul McDougall and all that. And addressing him, McDougall was half his head. Do you know what I mean? Just 
I, I don't I don't even know if he was last in the dressing room now, honestly. <laughs> some, of the, some of the boys, some of the things he got up to, cutting people's gear up and all that. It was terrible, honestly. You came in for training and your your trousers are cut at the knees and all that. You know, it was tie cutting, it was disgraceful, you know, but it was um oh, it was thinking back, it was some laugh. You know, it was really, really good. It was really, really funny, man. Uh, back back in the um back in the days. But I, like I say, I don't know if they'll get away with it now, Scott. I don't know if it <laughs> If it would happen, it would happen nowadays, but you know, some characters run about there playing like Paul McDougall, um, Mick McBreeries, and guys like that, you know, really, really um, top guys, you know what I mean? Um, they brought it to life, didn't they? They brought it yeah. to life, even when you're playing down in the, down the leagues, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it still meant the world, didn't it? So, yeah, no, it was great, it was great, I really enjoyed it. Definitely. You obviously move into do a bit of coaching, particularly youth level. You were at Hamilton and Rangers. Did you take a keen interest, like you're bringing young players through? Was that always your kind of ambition? Um, I something something I you know I, I thought about actually St Mum was my first first club um, that was in kind of youth football so um, I a couple of years at St Mum um, four or five at Hamilton and uh, four or five at Rangers as well you know so and I was doing that at the same time as you know you you were playing and all that so you're kind yeah. of coaching. a lot of boys do that nowadays it was probably a wee bit um, no no is um, you know, it's widely done, you know, back then, but, you know, a lot of boys are doing it now, and, you know, I, I encourage that, boys, you know, develop their understanding of the game and all that, and doing it, but, you know, working in environments like that, Hamilton was a, a really good environment to work in, you know, they had a real belief in their youth system and stuff like that, and invested a lot of time in us and, and what we were doing, you know, to try and get it right, and they've obviously reaped rewards for that as a club, yeah. you know, overall, still know some, still very friendly with some of the people at Hamilton, you know, um, and then the Rangers working in an environment there, you know, unreal, but getting to see guys, you know what I mean, um, coach at a really, really high level, you know, guys that have played at a really high level as well, and, mm. and learning for them, tremendous, you know what I mean, guys like Tommy Wilson and, yeah. and you know, and Billy Kirkwood, and, and obviously Walter Smith was the manager at that point, yeah. you know, and McCoy and stuff like that, so you get to have a sneak peek at the training and what's happening and what's going on, and at the club and pick things up for yourself, you know. So great, great, that's in great environments, great memories, great times, you know. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant, you know. They had their own challenges, but it was great. Who were kind of some of the good players that came through with the kind of Hamilton and Rangers at that time? Um, well, Hamilton, when I was there, James McCarthy. Um, James McArthur was a youth player, actually, Ryan McGregor's dad, Jerry. Um, Ryan, one of my players, his dad, Jerry, was up there with Billy Kerr, the goalie coach, up there with. Um, so there was a lot of good players came through Hamilton at the, at the time. They you know, sold on a lot. James, the two Jameses were kind of higher profile. Um, there in the Rangers, uh, a lot of good players there. You know, like Liam Kelly was a Motherwell goalie. Now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, he was there. Um, Jack Baird, Air United. Uh, Tom Walsh, thanks at Inverness. Now. Um, Louis Spence, thanks playing at Hamilton. Um, so uh, you know, a lot of boys there that have went progressed their careers are making a good living in the game. Now, you know. And, and back in the day, when they were when they were younger, younger players, you could see how talented they were. You know, some of them were exceptional, really, really good. You know, um, it was a joy to kind of work with them and coach them. You know what I mean? And even just give a wee part. You know what I mean? To help them progress their mm-hmm. career. You know, um, but there've been, you know, a lot of the lads that I've, I've worked with, I'm yet to meet a lad really. It's been, you know, it's no, there's no tried their best and gave their yeah. all. You know, so it's. Um, no, it, it, it was good. It was good to see them coming through, and it's even better now when they're a bit older. Seeing guys like Liam getting Scotland caps, and you know, and Xander Clark at St Johnston as well as an goalie mate at Hamilton and Xander, mm-hmm. and, um, and watching these lads getting Scotland caps and stuff like that, and, and doing well. Um, Greg Taylor at Celtic, and, you know, Greg actually played for me at Rangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, 
No, and, and you know, delighted for all the boys. They're, they're forging themselves great careers, and, and I really and I continue to wish them well. You know, um, they're great lads. Really. Yeah, definitely. We'll talk about your time at Arvin Meadow as well. What was the kind of how did him, What was the kind of reaction to that, and how did that come about? Um, we, 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 myself and Stevie had a a, a very successful Ashfield team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we got promoted for the bottom league right up to the top league. Kind of won a, a couple of big trophies, appeared in a couple of big cup finals. And um, and we did really, really well. You know, lads like Gary McCann, Chris Hall, Mark Thompson, Jamie Smith, Sandy Brands. You know, very good side. Um, and, and beating a lot of the big boys, you know, including Paul, you know, your other medals and stuff like that along the way. Uh, like Talbot, I think, you know, we beat like Talbot three times in one season. I don't think there's been an our club since. <laughs> you know, um, it was remarkable, you know. Um, so we had a very successful team. And um, and obviously things were coming to a kind of end at Urban Meadow. I think it was Chris Strain, it was a manager who had a very successful period. Chris was an excellent manager, had a very, very successful um, period, you know, at Urban Meadow and won a, a lot of trophies there and stuff. But that was coming to an end. And, and we were approached to go, and it was it was one of these opportunities that, you know, they were a giant at that point. And it was an opportunity to go there and, and, and try and progress and try and win some more trophies, maybe some better resources behind us. And stuff like that at the time which we had so it was a good opportunity great club great club you know go to, I've got to say great setup, great pitch met a lot of great people down there as well had a lot of great memories down there also um, probably not the best ending yet mm-hmm. but that's football that's what that's what happens that's what we've moved on for that everybody's moved on for that you know as people at the club and stuff like that so you know I've been doing it I've been welcomed since so it's um, it's um, I. It, it was a good spell. It was a good spell for us. We were relatively successful there as well. So, brilliant. some great stories there and all. Do you know, <laughs> boys like Robert Halliday and all that. <laughs> wee Beto, you know, Chris on a wee Beto. It's a men's Scott, honestly. One of the best stories. I used to, wee Beto, you used to phone me all the time, Scott, you know, can you pick us up, pick us up? Because we're travelling down for Glasgow and I'm going, aye, all right, aye, all right. But I was like, ah, do you know what I mean? It's constantly, you, you know, you, you know, it's Saturday morning, you know, having to leave an hour early, go and pack come up and you're driving down and you're all the way down, you know, you're like, right, have you got your juice? You go, aye, 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 go it, go it, go it. And every time you're like, go and just pull into the garage, the Q8 garage, right, is it, do you know what I mean? Uh, oh, and this guy, this, honestly, this day, it was brilliant. Guy turned, stokes the motor, he's in the garage and the guy stokes him. He's got all these plasma tellies in the back of his motor. So he's like, aye, you want to buy a telly in that? And he's, he's going, he's going, aye, how much is that? hundred quid. So he's like, I'll buy a place, I'll buy a telly for a quid. So it's lost the elephant and all that. So I'm like, man, I'm sitting in a motor and I'm going like that. And the wee man's out and he's like, I'm going to buy one. He's through the window. He's got it holding up like the European Cup. Tapping it on his seat. Like, quid, bargain. It's a bargain. Do you know what I mean? Buy one. And I'm like, you're all right, hurry up. He's into the shop and he comes out. And I've said, I've said to him, he's put it open your boot, you put it in. I said, where's the remote control? He says, oh, I don't know, man, they have somewhere. Take the telephone. I was leaving a plug on it, honestly. <laughs> Put your plug on it, takes it into the garage, and the wee woman puts a plug on it for him, plugs it in. It's all broke, it's all cracked. <laughs> the wee guys, the wee guys pull out the roundabout, there's a big roundabout. It's the wee guy, he's beating the horn, waving at him and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's in there, honestly, I'm in stitches by this point. I'm, I'm double and two, and he's getting you know, don't tell the boys and that. Again, it's, I'm, I'm like, I'm not telling them, I've already told them, I've already messaged them, you know what I mean? So they're all waiting on him coming. You know what I mean? Obviously, pelters he got, but he was uh, some boy, some crack. I mean, it, was, it was great. But good players as well, Scott. Mark Staunton, Mark yeah. Twaddle. You know, a lot of good players there as well. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, we obviously move on to your, your time at Paul. You were there first the assistant, then you get the, the manager's job in 2018. Like, how good has it been being in the, the manager of that club? Um, it's an unbelievable club. It's a brilliant club, brilliant people. Um, remember, the support I get is second to none. I've got, I've got to be honest with you. Um, I think Chris could share with you about in terms of a player's perspective yet, but I think, for my regard, I think the players are extremely well looked after, you know, not only financially, but obviously everything they get, walking through the door, kit, how the pitch is, you know, how it's looked after, if they need anything to get it, we've got big Dell with kit man there, ways, and Dell's brilliant and all, and I mean, spoils them rotten, man, sweeties and all that, <laughs> absolutely spoils them rotten. Um, but great, just great people, great club, you know, brilliant fan base, what's not you like about it, you know, it's a, it's a great club. Um, listen, it's like a full-time job, I'm not like yes, you know, and I'm sure a lot of the other managers at our level will, will say the same, it's like a full-time job, you know. Um, you know, when a football manager, you're a social worker, you know, you're a friend, you're a confidant, you're, you know, um, you're, you're all that. Please try to manage us. I try to manage him, honestly. You're an amateur psychologist. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, you know that. You know what I mean? It's like Chris B. Fraz and all that. You know what I mean? It's, it's try again. It's, <laughs> um, it's, 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 un, it's unreal, you know. But it's rewarding. It's worth, listen, it's worth it. And, and I'm fortunate enough that, you know, I, I've been, I've only been out of the game, if I'm being honest with you, I've only been out of the game for two weeks when, when we left Urban Meadow. Been out the game two weeks and probably was thinking about this the other day and probably about 35 years because I've been yeah. playing since I was a kid, no stop, and then into coaching and managing. It's probably two weeks and honestly, in all that time, I was thinking back and reflecting on that. Um, but you know, it's rewarding. I love it. I'm fortunate I've got a family who kind of support us on that and with the time and all that. And it's a commitment and it's yeah. a commitment for the boys and all that as well. But you know, I absolutely love it. It's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? And listen, all think all good things come to an end at some point, you know what I mean? So it's kind of enjoy. Enjoy the ride while you're doing it, do you know what I mean? And, and well it's going and then just try and be successful as you can. Um and, and that's what we want to do. We want to try and be successful as we can for Port and bring back some, you know, some of the bigger trophies that we're kind of the supporters are longing for and yeah. the club are longing for, you know. But great people, Scott. Honestly, I can't speak highly enough of the club and the people running about it. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, we'll come to you quickly before we move into the, the quick fire questions. Which sort of manager's model like to play for and what's your best model story? <laughs> Oh, he's a nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. Nah, it's been brilliant. Great. The first season, obviously, get, kind of came to a halt in March because of the coronavirus. So we've, we've not had a full full kind of season, but uh, it's been brilliant. Loved it, enjoyed it. What else can I say? He's, he's right there, so I need to keep my mouth shut, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> I'm trying to get this Saturday, Scott. <laughs> Right, we'll move into some quick fire questions. I don't know if you've seen the show, but what we do is we ask the manager quick fire questions and then we ask the player for t- uh, their, their teammates. And then, Murdo, you can obviously interact if you disagree or what you give us your thoughts and the answers that, that Chris gave. So, we'll start with your quick fire questions, Murdo. You good with that? Aye, no problem. Brilliant. Right, we'll start off with the first question Gerard or Postacoglu? Gerard, all day long. Win the league or win the junior cup? My word, uh, I think I would need to go for the league now because it allows us to prom, you know, promote ourselves through the pyramid. Has the infrastructure at the club changed since you first arrived? Yes, absolutely. It has. It's got stronger and it's continuing to get stronger and it will get stronger as we move forward. How big are your ambitions to move up the ladder in Scottish football? Personally or for Pollock? We'll go, we'll go both. We'll start with personally. 
Personally, yeah, obviously I want to try and compete at the highest level I can. I'm very, very happy at Pot. You know, I'm very, very happy and I hope that I can kind of progress my career with Pot along the way. You know, we, we, we're we journey together, you know, and we're progressing the club through the pyramid and up into the leagues and the low league and, and, and going beyond. Every club will kind of find its its level, won't it? So looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah definitely. What's the ambitions with Pot? To go and play at the highest level we can. Like I say, we our ambitions, you mentioned you win the league or win the junior cup. You know, that was a really tough one, Scott. You know, it was a real tough one. You know, I'm desperate to win the junior cup. You know, I would love to. You know, people have done it before me. You know, I worked with Tony. You know, he great memories yet, and other people have great memories yet. You know, I, I would I would love to do that, and I would love the boys to do it more than more than, more than anything. And I Castle Terry, I often speak to them about, you know, their um you know, doing things like that, because that's the things we'll remember, you know, 20 year time when they're retired and they've got their end weight, their wains and their whatever coming to the games and, you know, they remember the team that they played in, that was a team, that was a manager, that was a boys, that was my mate in the team and that's when we won the cup and we won the league, you know, so that's that's what matters to me and I think, you know, putting that to the boys as well, you know, but we want to go and progress as a club and get to the highest level we can and whether that ends up in league football and, you know, we find a level there, then, then that would be fantastic. That would that would be great. As I say, we're not going to make any big, you know, uh, announcements here or big, you know, big plans. We 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 will find our way yeah. and we'll try our very best to progress the club. And uh, you know, I'm sure I'll get the support to try and to try and do that. And and this group of boys that I've got, I know they'll give everything to do that. I know that you know, I'm confident in that. You know, they're, you know, tremendous football players, but importantly, you know, great lads, absolutely brilliant lads. So yeah, I hope yeah. we can all do it together. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Who will win the Ryder Cup, USA or Europe? Europe. <laughs> too strong. They've got a strong mentality. They're too strong. Oh, there, because I've seen the Tiger Woods picture behind them. Oh, yeah. Tiger Woods in the background. I see it. There we go. Right. Um, Would you think, Chris, give us a, who's going to win the Ryder Cup? Obviously, I'd hope the Europeans, but you look at that American side. That's, that's, that's as strong as it's ever been. See, mm-hmm. see just watching golf the majors I love watching Americans I really do I love watching Justin Thomas and Spieth Marikawa Deshaun Boyd he's my favourite to watch I just think he's a character brings something different Um, but obviously coming into this weekend I'll I'll certainly not be supporting them but I hope you're will they it's America's time I think isn't it they've not won the last few years so we've just got to keep our crossed We've got a golf pro on the team, so big Brian Watton. So he's the only golf, he's right. the only golf pro that I've not been able to watch because we kind of get a lesson now. You know I mean? <laughs> oh, no. My our handicaps are a shambles, and we've got a golf pro on the team. It's a disgrace, honestly. He's, he's, he's no good space for us. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps telling me yeah. I've no space for you. I just don't think he's got the tools to be able to he fix my golf swing. I think that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> brilliant. A great weekend to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to the Ryder Cup. I'll obviously yeah. kick off to uh, Friday night. Murdo, you could sign three players from fellow West of Scotland teams. Who would it be? Oof. Oh. oh, man. This will upset some of the boys in the team. Position. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, if I didn't need to let any main boys go, we'll just we'll put it at that because I'm you know, I'm happy, I'm happy with main, main boys. Um Listen, there's, there's good there's good players out there. Um, let me think. Graham Wilson, Alton McTower, but I know he's been quite popular in terms of this question. Yeah, he's come up quite a few times. Eh? Aye, Graham's a handful. Um, good goal scorer. Um, good player as well. He's been a very good player. Um, 
Shankers might be in there. <laughs> He'll love that. He'll love that. He's come up quite a few times actually as well. Ah, you know, listen, Shankers a good player. He's, he's technically excellent. He's, that right, uh, isn't it? Aye, aye. No, really, really good. Really, really good. You know, you can talk. It's easy picks. You know, guys like Big Andy Leishman, but Jordan Longmuir, who's top yeah. class and all. Do you know? Um, so I don't really need a goalkeeper there. Do you know what I mean? But is um, we Taz. I've always liked we Taz at Hurlford. I've always uh, liked. Taz. I like his attitude to the game and all that. I like you know how he gets. It's in a bit, you know, that and you get him the same way to be man all the time. You know what I mean, top so player, get, top player, oh, great it. smashing player. But you get him the same way all the time. He's on that part, he's just had his nails, and he's a, technically a really good player and all scores goals and yeah. that. And then when he comes off, you know, he's always got a wee bite about him and that, but he's, he's great, he's got great crack. So, probably Taz, um, probably um, Graham Wilson, and I'm going to go Craig McCracken. There you okay. go, okay. Very good. Best player played with or managed? Best player played with um, or managed? Oof. There are a few of them, tell you. Um, back in my earlier days, guys like Jamesy McNeil and that were top players, man. Really, I don't know if you remember him, Scott, but top, top player. Outstanding. Um, Frank Haggerty. Played with Frank Haggerty as well. There's a hand Frank, Frankie was Frankie ex pop ex Bobby Meadow as well. Unbelievable talent, by the way. Unbelievable. Frankie was at Rangers. We played, yeah. we played at the boys' club when we were younger. And uh, Frankie went into the Rangers and we played there for a long time as well, you know. Um, really, really class act. So he was class act. A lot of similarities. I'm not just saying this to Chris, you know, I mean, how he glided with the boys, ability to, you know, manoeuvre the ball and stuff like that. Really, really good, you know. So, um, aye, Frank Caggarty would be, Frank Caggarty would be up there. Uh, I would say Big Maxi as well, Big Paul Maxwell. Paul Maxwell is great to play with. Um, believe it or not, Chris, I'd done Big Maxi's running. You know, <laughs> I just put him in. Steve used to put him in. You know what I mean? Um, so he did in the middle of the park sometimes, raising that. So Big Paul was a good player as well for a number of reasons. Just how he was, he's, how competitive he was in that, Scott. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, even, for, even for a youngster. Do you know what I mean? He was ultra competitive, Maxi. Do you know what I mean? Um, a real winner. So... Um, aye, lot lot of good players. In terms of in terms of managed, you know, I'm looking at guys like Christoph, Sean Fraser's, Gary McCann, who's been brilliant for me over mm-hmm. the years. Gary's been outstanding for me, him and Sean. Yeah. Kind of been longest with me, I would have to say. Kind of, I would be siding, siding on them, not to say that I've not got other players who are as good now, but, you know, they, they've been with me the longest time through Ashfield, Devon Meadow, and then into Paul, obviously. So, uh, it would be a toss of the coin between the two lads. Unbelievable talents. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chris, we'll move into you. We'll go through some of your the teammate questions and you can answer basically who you think. And obviously, Murdy can chip in if he agrees or disagrees. So we'll start yeah. off with best trainer. Uh, oh, God. That's my word. That's a toughie. You've got me there. Yeah, Chris, would you know? You'd need to be up there. Uh, Oh, sorry. We Danny McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye, Danny. Aye, Danny. I, I'm no far after, I'll tell you. I'm no far after. No, no, no. I, I, I think you're being hard on yourself. I think you could be up there. I think you could be up there, Chris. Aye. Aye. I'll, I'll just edge it to be Danny. Be Danny McKenzie. Who's Aye. the worst? <laughs> Brian Watt. I don't even know. <laughs> or Grant Evans, sorry. <laughs> Still waiting for them to train this season. Aye, aye, you need to actually train to be classified as bad trainers, do they know? 
Brilliant. Aye, that's, Scott, that's who I'm going with. I'll go with Brian and Grant. Brilliant. Team Hardman. <laughs> Dale Esplin Heights, he is. Aye, brilliant. How many Ian Russell and Ian Russell's there used to kick lumps at each other at training? Honestly, it was scandalous. So it was. Be <laughs> frazzy. Is that how I'm going? Be is not hard. He just likes to scream and shout at people. Nah, <laughs> The team hard man, I don't know. What are you saying, Gaffer? Eh, fucking. Aye. Me, Gary Evans <laughs> likes to thank you also, didn't he? Aye, you can't be hard when you're injured that much, though. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. We Esplin, we, you know, aye, we Esplin could be, we Esplin could be. Aye, well, game is due, yes. He's tough in that middle of that park. Aye, he's tough. Listen, before these are tough, we not know, aren't he? Aye, he is. Yeah, he's a tough wee nut. He's hard. He's he's he's, he's hard. He's he gets stuck in and all. You know what I mean? So, uh, they all get stuck in. To be fair to them, you know aye. What I mean? Yeah. Aye. Do it. We'll put him in as the enforcer. Brilliant. Most skillful. I'm getting to be forty. Me, Matty yeah. Grant, so you, the young boys just signed. He's he's got to be there to be fair. Mm-hmm. But I've played before the for a wee year or two now, so mm-hmm. I'll get to forty. Matty Grant's just Aye. ah, it's, it's a toughie. Aye. I'm, I'm going to just edge before that. I think, I think for me, looking outside, it'd be a toss up between yourself and Fordy. Yeah, I, 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 toss up, I know you don't want to mention yourself again, but <laughs> a toss up between yourself. We Adam's great on the boys, bro. Matty's terrific and on, he's really, really good. Playing in the Aye, a lot, a lot of skillful players. Even we, even Sean Fraser, Sean Fraser's yeah, as he's skillful, yeah. Ball. Frightening. Mm-hmm. Right, I'll, I'll get to Adam Ford. Forty. Okay, quickest player. Stuart McCann, Matty Grant. I'm going with. Stuart McCann, I think. Who's the quickest man of the management team? <laughs> I'm not saying me Vagus. <laughs> you love that. <laughs> you like that up. You mean man plays in the seven aside games. Right. Brilliant. Slowest player. <laughs> Slowest player. Oh, why did I hike Brian Watt straight away there? But see, it feels a big man. He's got a turn of pace. I've seen it last Aye. week. I think he's got a turn of pace there. Really? I've got to big Joe, the goalkeeper. Right, Joe. I've seen him playing a few times this season. Oh, <laughs> That's a liberty, Chris. Ah, Scott, I'm giving it to I'm giving it to Joe, the goalkeeper. Joe, the goalkeeper. Really, any slow coaches in the team haven't been over. Nah, nah, I'm giving it yeah. to Joe. Set a goal. I can't remember who it was coming off his line. Who was that against? It chips. Was it rather than Glenkian? Yeah. yeah, I think nice. it was. Aye, so I'm getting to Joe. Yeah. So Joe gets slowest player. Best character. Ah, it's three fuzzy for me. By a shot. Oh. Easy. Be frazzy. Easy. Aye. Uh, Easy. He's legend. Absolute legends. Some Somebody's character. Out. Some of his outbursts are unbelievable. <laughs> right in the middle of training and that. Do you know? He's uh, a some boy. He's some ah, boy. he's a great, great guy. Great lads. What dress sense? Dresses. Nobody lie, Brian Walton came to heed there. Yes, I came to my heed as well. Aye. 
He likes a Geely and a skip cap and all that. Yeah. Throwing him that beard in his ponytail. He's wearing the new man. just going. Aye, beard, ponytail, skip cap, flip flops. Brian Morton. Keep to Brian Morton. Brian Morton. Final question Teacher's pet or manager's pet? Dale Esplin. Dale Esplin. No brainer. No brainer. I don't know, Frazzy could be, you know. You don't don't call for Frazzy, so are Oh, he's not one of the ones, is he? <laughs> oh, God, aye, I'll give you the last one, Scott. Brilliant. So we opened the floor up to fan questions as well. We got we got one for Murdy here. Ask Murdy about the story with the tie and the firework at Ashfield. Oh, no, man. Hmm. Right, so, honestly... Like, like I say, we went through a spell at Ashfield. I was, I was playing at the time. Stevie Rankin was the manager. And we went through a spell in the dressing room where people were cutting each other's gear up, Scott. Right? And, you know, Stevie spoke to us a couple of times. He's like, oh, this has got to stop. You know, so there was a guy, Mick McBrady, Michael played with Robert Roy, you know that. A lot of junior teams, really experienced player, middle of the park. And, and Michael's one of these guys he could have put a £3,000 suit on and he'd look like a tramp. Do you know that way? Um, and, and he had a really good job at that time. So at that point, you're seeing people running about in Range Rovers and all that. And Michael was running about in Range Rovers 20 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Uh, project manager with a building firm. So he always wore a suit. And he comes into the dressing room this day and he's got this tie on. And it's like somebody threw fucking pots of paint on it. It was disgraceful, honestly. It was terrible. He's like, ah, what do you think of that, lads? Pure silk. So it's, you know, 50 quid, pure silk. And we're all like, ah, fucking shambles. So we had Paul McDougall in the dressing room, right? So Paul, on the flip side, is one of these boys. See if it's Christmas, he's selling Christmas decorations. You know what I mean? See, so it was fireworks, it was bonfire night. And um, so he's one of these guys, it's just, he's he's, got, he's selling something all the time, you know? So it comes to the bonfire night, and he comes in, and um, we're training running the wee ash park behind Ashfield, and it's pitch black. Stevie's put a couple of lights up for us in it, and we're training in there. And we comes run to the main ground, after training, and it, you can't see a thing in front of you, and all you hear is out in the middle of the pitch, oh, McBrady! And we're like, ah, look, 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 peering out, and there's McDougall standing in the middle of the park, like Graham Soonish, remember at Galatasaray where he planted the flag? <laughs> well, he's got a rocket about that size, so he has a look exaggerating, this thing was ginormous, right? And he's got McBrady's tie tied to it, so he has his tied it to the rocket, and he just goes like that, lights it, and it goes phew, right up with a tie on it, man, honestly. He was doing ribbons, and there was a, the scheme at the, the back of the Ashfield in, in Postal's called the Jungle. That's what they call the scheme, the Jungle. Um, so it goes boom, it lights up the Jungle, honestly, the whole thing. And you see McDougall standing in the middle of the park with his horns in there, and the tie fluttering down around about him. McBrady raging, absolutely fuming. So he is. So honestly, we're all hanging around the wall, double and two, so we're all oh, his new tie. No, I mean, he's, he's, he's delighted, he's delighted with himself, McDougall, he's out there in the middle of it, delighted with himself. So he has, but like, honestly, some of always been, we've always howled about it, see every time we, when we meet up over it, we talk yeah. about it, I mean, it's, it's, it's hilarious, man. So this, but the, actually, the midweek after it, McDougall's in for a shower, and he comes out and he catches McBrady cutting the, the, the crotch out his, his joggies, he's <laughs> a pair of scissors with the physio's bag. You know what I mean? They end up rolling about with him. So Stevie Dunny's not never no more. No more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, at that time, 
I mean, it was another big guy, John Lappin. He's flip-flops, they get stapled, they get halty gun to the wall, the old, the, the, the wooden panel and wall in the dressing room. All that, people's people, getting stapled, getting tied together, knots and all that, and you couldn't get them out. It was, it was horrendous, man. Brilliant. That was horrendous. But that was McDougall. McDougall and McBree at his tie in the rocket. Brilliant. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. What is the best chant you've ever heard in, from a fan in a football park? We'll start with Chris. Give us the best chant you've ever heard. You don't need to keep it clean. Best chant? Oh, you're fucking shite, Duff. <laughs> that was me. That was a fan, that was me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, to think, oh, it's hard. I can't think. Come on, Gaff, you've been longer than me. Ah, you must have a few. No, I can mention on this, no. <laughs> no I can mention on this. Aye. No. Honestly, aye. Listen, you get pelters, don't you? You get, you get oh, pelters. I just came, I, you know, I've become accustomed to it. Um, I remember, you know, talking, talking about banter by fans, but there's, a, there's an old guy, he supports our club. He's been on the committee at Paul a long time, Jimmy Gilligan. He was, he was unwell for a long time. It's been great to see Jimmy back at a couple of the games. And I remember I joined Pollock, and obviously I'd been at a couple of other clubs competing against Pollock, and old Jimmy comes out of me, and he, and he says, hi, Murdy, it's great to have you here, Ways, and... I would just like to apologise for all the expletives I've caught me over the years. I knew brother Jimmy brilliant. For I was brilliant, you know what I mean? Um, bye, I fuck. Some of the banter with the supporters has been brilliant. It's been great over the years, you know what I mean? I used to have a really good banter with the Clybank supporters, and I remember. Aye, the Bankies, when Budgie was the manager, the Bankies, me with Ashfield, and myself and Stevie went up in Meadow, and I remember Tab Robertson, who's in charge at Ashfield, do you remember him? Phoning me up, and I think Ashfield get beat seven what seven nothing. We climbed bank the, the the summer we left. They played in the league cup section, seven 0 And he says, "Murdy, there was about a dozen of them waiting outside the changing room." He says, and I came out. Where's McKinnon? Well, looking for where is he? Where is he? He says, "I wait up in Meadow." Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's that goes to show. It was brilliant, brilliant. Some great, some great laughs over the years from a lot yeah. of supporters. Definitely, yeah, definitely. We'll move into the final wee part of the show. We will look at what's coming up. So, Pollock, obviously, the second round of the Junior Cup, he's going to Irvin Vicks. Chris, how excited are you to go to Irvin Vicks and hopefully get for yourselves get through to the third round of the Junior Cup? Um, can't wait for it. It's the Scottish Junior Cup, it's again, it's a massive occasion, isn't it? Regardless of who you play, where you play, it's just that feeling you get in the Friday night, Saturday to the game. It's just that different feeling. Um, so again, I can't wait for it. Can't wait for it. Definitely, Muddy. What's your thoughts on going to Irvine on Saturday? Aye, listen, they've they've we get they'll get their full respect. You know, um, as I say, I've been down there a lot with Merrimus games and stuff like that. When I was at Irvine down there, now, you know they've got a good wee following, good club, good people there, and um, they'll be they'll be tough in the reports I've got back. Is it'll be it will be a it'll be a tough game. So we want to do well in the Junior Cup. You know. Um, we were very disappointed that they get cancelled and we were in the semi-final, you know, so... Um, yeah, that's right, yeah. We're looking, to, we're looking to, to, to kick on, so they'll get our full respect on Saturday. They're a tough game. Yeah, definitely. And then it's on to two big league games coming up on Wednesday. You uh, go to Irvine Meadow and then home to Lake and the Saturday after that. Because they're two massive games. What's your thoughts on them? Aye, Scott, you're right. Massive. Irvine Meadow on the Wednesday and the, the Talbot on the Saturday. Uh, 
feel cliche take each game one at a time. Got just they made us first. Well, till I concentrate on having Vicks on Saturday. Then the, the Wednesday game against Hamed will take care of itself and then into the Talbot on Saturday. Again, take care of itself. Don't want to say too much. Just take each game at a time. Yeah, and definitely. Easy. Yeah, definitely. Monday, obviously, Arvin Meadow on Wednesday and then Auckland on Saturday is, we said, they're massive games. Which uh, kind of thoughts going into them? I don't, listen, huge games, tough games, but we've had huge games um, already. So um, I know the boys will be up for it. Um, but, it, you know, you know, honestly, like Chris, Says we'll just well I'm, my focus is on Saturday and the kind of junior cup you know I emphasise to the boys there's there's always um, I've been asking there's always a slip up uh, in every round of the cup and we need to make sure it's noise we need to make sure we're focused and we're focused on the job at hand and then once we get over that we'll focus on Urban Meadow we're going down there which I'm sure listen we'll be in for a tough tough game tough tough game in both in both those games with them and Talbot we played Talbot in a friendly earlier on the season which was mm-hmm. great. To get ourselves our first game going, then he go as well. But listen, it 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 got us um, let us know where we were, you know, which was important, you know, um, and what we had to do to get where we are now. So they are tough games, and but listen, massive games, aren't they? Brilliant, exciting. Really looking forward to them. Looking forward to yeah. Them. yeah, definitely. We are going to wrap up the show there. I want to thank Mudley and Chris for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Scott. And we're going to wish you. Who do you back in the juniors? Who do I back? Uh, who, who, who do you follow? I don't follow MD. I just call oh, it as a, a neutral analyst. A neutral <laughs> question, Chris. Who, who do you think will win the games during the week? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I say nothing. I, just, I don't make predictions. I just follow it and report on it. Uh-huh. But obviously, we'll wish you all the very best for the season as well. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And we'll wish, again, thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please follow our social media pages and Subscribe to our YouTube and podcast channels. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers.